0: Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. You're listening to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast, and this is episode 55. In today's episode, I'm doing another coaching session. We are joined by Lacey James from Lacey James Photography. I'm very excited about this session because we cover so much goodness, that you are definitely going to want to make sure that you have a pen and paper or that you are somewhere where you can jot down a few notes. So let's dive in. All right, guys, today I am here with Lacey James from Lacey James Photography. She is primarily shooting newborns and weddings in the Newcastle, Oklahoma area, as well as serving the metro Oklahoma City area. Lacey, will you introduce yourself to my audience?
1: Yes. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Lacey again. I'm so excited and super nervous to be on here, of course. Um, I am a mother, a firefighter's wife, a labor and delivery nurse who also has um, a cer- cer- certification. Certification? I can't even talk. And um, lactation, so I'm also a lactation consultant. Uh, newborns are clearly my comfort zone. Um, but the last year and a half, I've recently ventured out to weddings and I am enjoying every bit and piece of it.
0: I love it. Well, you sound super busy. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) guess. Yes, which we all are. We all juggle different titles. And I think a lot of people, it's just a really good point actually to point out that a lot of people don't realize that photographers, they don't just take pictures. A lot of us have other things going on, especially those of you who do work a full-time or part-time job along with your photography business. So all the kudos to you. I know it's hard, definitely hard. Um, but anyway, I'm super excited for today's episode. You have applied to be on the show to be able to do a coaching session. I'm loving these coaching sessions because it is giving people a way to hear what other people are struggling with or what they have questions or concerns about, and it's a good way for people to see what it would be like to either book a mentorship or to join the membership site, and that's what makes me excited is I want to show you guys that I love to teach. That's that's my passion. Your passion's babies. My passion is teaching photographers.
1: Because I was a teacher for a little bit, and I hated every bit of it.
0: Oh my goodness, that's funny. Well, hate's a strong word, but I wouldn't go back if you asked me to. So if that answers the question there. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in with your first question.
1: Ma'am. My first question is how to improve my outreach to my ideal client.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, I've got two questions back for you just to clarify on your question. Number one, explain to us who is your ideal client and two, what do you mean by outreach? Are we talking specifically social media or are we talking about in general, how do I reach my ideal client?
1: Um, Well, kind of both. Um, I am in a small town. Of course, there's a lot of word of mouth which is amazing, and that's how my business got started and how it's continuing to this day. Old school, I love it, so I am very um, apprehensive about the whole social media. I have a good base, I think, for my Facebook. Instagram, still real new, but again, it kind of relates to my lifestyle. It's a little hard to outreach on social media. With my lifestyle, I'm busy. I'm not able to be connected to the social media at all times. And plus, I like to spend time with my family. Um, and then my ideal client would be, of course, the new moms. So maternities and moms needing images for their babies. Um, and then specifically in that realm, I would want um, my ideal client is someone that doesn't just need images but wants to um, purchase things to decorate their home. Um, I have been in this for a little bit now and majority of the clients are just wanting digitals. I have changed my packages around a little bit this last couple years and I offer $100 print credit depending on what digital package they buy and it's improved but they don't, they're just keeping their digitals and not printing them. And I really want my clients to print and increase, you know, their little experience. And then um, for weddings, uh, really the outreach on how to bring in the clients. Um, I don't want little weddings like a four to five hour weddings. I like the big fun weddings. I'll do four to five hour weddings, but they just want you for the ceremony. And then they'll, I, you know, in your experience and my experience, they'll really regret not getting the whole experience of getting ready, seeing everything from beginning to end. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just wanting to a little bit broaden out my client base for that.
0: Okay. So I have a lot for that one question alone, but I think this is really going to help you. Like this might just be game changer for you. So you said a lot of things, but first, um, and I, and I made notes, so I don't forget anything, but here's the cool thing with you. I truly believe that you doing weddings and loving newborns actually goes together. And I know that I talk niche. I know I tell y'all niche, niche, whatever, but that is, that is a niche. It is. And so, yes, because here's what I'm seeing. All my brides, and I'm not joking, every bride I've ever had. Now, obviously, I've kind of changed my whole um, ideal client. I'm very much into the family realm, but here's what I noticed about brides. Within a year or two, the majority of them are pregnant, which is your ideal client. So here's what I'm going to start with. I want you to take a step back and you're not going to be able to do this obviously in this episode alone, but I want you to ponder this for the next couple of days. And I really want you to step back and start seeing how can I go from engagement to this wedding and then stay with them through the process. And so here's probably what's going to happen. You will obviously probably have to also offer this whole experience like it's just a whole new new chapter of their lives. So you're going to take them from engagement to their wedding and then you there's going to be a gap, right? Because everyone's different. Some might overlap, I've seen it, right? To where, you know, the baby's like immediately after, but for you get creative with how can I stay in their lives from wedding to the time they do a pregnancy announcement which means you're probably going to be shooting more than just newborns and weddings. You're also perfect. You're also going to be shooting, um, you know, all the little milestones. And so I would take a step back and I would first put together your client journey. I want you to picture what, what is she like? Like who would that ideal client be? Obviously she's got to have a bubbly personality. If she's going to have a bigger wedding just Mm -hmm. because typically that's, I mean, and there's plenty of people who will, but we'll start there. So I want you to picture your client journey on how you can keep your brides and your grooms in your client experience, even up until they do have a baby. So that's the first thing. Now, the second thing is I wanted to touch on you very specifically know what wedding you want. You don't care for... Doing only a portion of the wedding, you want the whole day, whole thing, yeah. Right. So here's my advice to you, and I give this advice to a lot of people. I would, <laughs> I would not price your wedding packages. I either would not have packages at all. Okay, just a one. Here, here's what I do. Here's what's included, which is mm-hmm. what I do, and I don't advertise for weddings anymore. But I do um, get, I still get weddings because people have referred me. Again, referral base. So I have one option and I very rarely will tailor it for somebody. I mean, it has to be like a very close family friend that I'm already going to be there and I'll tailor it for them. Right. Cause I'm already going to be there. So I might as well. Right. So I here's, I would have one package and I would not call it hourly at all. I would say, here is the wedding pack or here's what I offer it's my it is my wedding offering to you here's what's included and then you can throw in the whole kitchen sink in one package and make show them the value that's what I would do
1: yeah I love it because I went from having multiple packages it got too confusing too too much for me to like really because then you had brides coming I'm like well I don't want this I want this and you had to exchange this and that and your prices are different for different types of sessions, like a bridal. If you have to go to a venue, sometimes the venue is charged. So it just depends. And so I went down to a couple packages. So I'm on the way to, so I'm in the right mindset, I guess.
0: (laughs) For sure. I, I just think that again, it goes with being different. Okay. Because here's what I've learned in through my own wedding experience, I've reached right. out to wedding photographers and it came down to how I eventually was going to decide before I ran out of time. I mainly ran out of time because I got engaged on Valentine's day, the year that I got married and we were ready to have a wedding in September. So I already knew the best of the best were probably going to be taken. I still right. had a wonderful photographer who I adore um, and she definitely was one of the best. But what factors came down to where response time and what their package was because I didn't care about the hourly. I didn't know that as a bride, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue how long it takes to get everything They just Mm -hmm. want someone there for their moments. So here's what I'm finding with hourly packages. And a lot of you wedding photographers are probably squirming right now, but here's what I found. Mm -hmm. They're going to a la carte you all the way until they get your premium package down to your lowest. And they do it every time. You've got to decide, do I want to be just one VIP experience all the way around? Or am I going to be Burger King and let you pick your way? Like, that's it. That's the option. And even with, and this goes for everybody, not just wedding photographers, but that's how I price my services is if you want like everything and you want the best experience and you want client, you know, those client gifts and those client touch points, then you're going to, you're going to pay the price for it, right? You get what you pay for. And so anyway, I just had to make that a big point. I really think as you take your client on a journey don't give them as many options, just or, or really. And honestly, because you're so clear and because you do want to be there all day, I think it's just going to be in your best interest to mm-hmm. have one, like here's the Lacey James photography bride package. And if this fits you and describes you and you know, we're the perfect match for each other, then you're going to be happier to work with those clients.
1: I like that. Cause that's as a, as i a, a bride for myself, that's what I I went to my first wedding photographer, and he was amazing, Um, and I've recently got to uh, follow him several times this last summer. It was wonderful, but uh, he just had it all. He had the whole kitchen sink, and that's exactly everything I wanted, plus some, and I was like, okay, booking you right now. I love Love. it. It was so easy. Just made it simple. I didn't have to worry about anything in the and it was just all done and I was happy. Exactly. So. And that's,
0: you are your ideal client. And so, yeah. or you're very similar to her, like your desires for your wedding day, exact same as hers. So right. design that package and that's it. Just present that. And then I know the next question flawlessly goes with what you said, which was how to improve your outreach. What you're going to do now is you're going to speak to her. What did you need to hear during your wedding planning process? Or what did you need to hear when you were engaged in planning for your wedding? Like only talk about things, only show receptions that are huge, only show weddings where you were there all day. And here's what I'm going to say. And this is just, this is just what I do. Like, I don't care what level of photography people are at. I don't care how many years you've been in the business. (laughs) You're going to come to a point where you want to pivot something. You either want to increase your prices, go a different route, pick a different niche, find a different client. Maybe you still love weddings, but now you've decided, "Mm, I'm just going to go all destination. I don't want to do these little hometown weddings anymore. Great. But here's what you're going to have to do. You're still going to have to hustle for it. You're still going to have to um, find you need it in your portfolio. And, and here's the thing. I'll just be honest. At the time of this recording, I am trying to book fresh 48 sessions. My goal is 20 for 2020. And yeah. I, I don't know why I just woke up one day and felt compelled that fresh Forty Eights were what I needed to focus on this year. And that's what I'm going to do. Well, guess what? I had to offer some free sessions to get them on the portfolio to even advertise them. I didn't have to, but I wanted to. And then the second thing I'm doing is for one whole month, all the births that are coming in the next 60 days, they got a hundred dollars off my regular priced package. And then that's how I'm building my portfolio. Now my goal, it's still with the 20, right? And I'll still probably end up with 12 full price sessions, but that's part of it. And so when you pivot, and this is what I'm telling you. Maybe you need to, and I'm not, do, I'm not telling you wedding photographers to do a wedding for free. Please don't do that. But what I am <laughs> saying is maybe you need to go be a second shooter for somebody else that's shooting the weddings that you want. There's nothing wrong with that. They'll still pay you and maybe they won't. Maybe you do need to sacrifice your day, but rather than having all the editing work on you, you find somebody that'll let you tag along much like you did to yours and you see what they're doing. And now you, I mean, make sure they're going to let you use it and edit it the way you want to for your portfolio. But then like, don't think that you're just going to sit there and wait for somebody to book it. They will, I promise. But if you want to speed up that process and reach more brides, then you're going to have to bend yourself a little. You're going to have to humble yourself. Maybe you're going to have to discount it. I don't know, but I'm just saying like, I'm, almost six years into the business, I'm not above doing stuff for free if I really want to pivot. I agree. Yeah. That's how you build your business. Yeah, that's honestly, that is how you build your business. And that's okay. If people don't agree with that, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be the mentor for everyone, but I, I just, I love people more than I love their money. And... experience with the people.
1: More important to me than... 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: And my whole point to get more clients is show more of what you want. And that was just the wedding side. Obviously we can talk about transitioning and and into babies later on, but um, that's where they're going to start, right? Because eventually you're going to want those brides. If you get to tell their story from becoming a wife and becoming a mother, I mean, how powerful is that?
1: It's amazing. Yes. Because life is amazing. And those are fun adventures and memories you want to capture for a lifetime right memories that yes you need captured too but these are the big moments
0: yes so in summary to wrap that question up you've got (laughs) to I mean definitely sit there and think of your customer journey how you can tie the two together number Mm -hmm. two show what you want to book I truly believe in that I don't think that you don't I mean and here's the thing like I still shoot like seniors from time to time. And guess what? You're not going to see it in my feed and they know that and they don't care. They wanted me. Right. Um, But that's my personal preference. I will show their stuff on, you know, on Facebook and on my personal page and all that stuff. But again, like if you're worried about screwing up your social media, which by the way, is such a mundane, mundane thing, (laughs) just go beyond that. Right. But show what you want to book. And then also like, your, your captions and the things you talk about and the videos and the conversations you have need to be what your ideal client wants to hear. And so that's how you're going to get more. That's how you're going to expand your outreach. And yeah, I told you that, that question was going to have a lot to it.
1: (laughs) That's a big question.
0: Yes. Okay. What is your next burning question?
1: Okay. Um, it's not as big as the other one, but (laughs) it's about juggling my lifestyle. Again, I'm a fire wife. My husband is gone 24 hours um, every other day. And of course, he has a second drama as well. So when he's gone, it's it's complicated. Um, But it's mostly like I'm a single mom. And then I also work at the hospital one to two days a week as a labor nurse or lactation, depending on whatever I need to do. But I struggle a lot with not really family life, but really, I push my business aside to spend time with my family, and um, I do a lot of my editing in the evening, um, because I don't want to miss out with my kids. I'm either taking them to school, picking them up, cooking dinner, you know, because we're always they're always eating, they're always wanting something, and then um, of course my oldest is starting baseball this year. We've done soccer, but now it's baseball. So practice and baseball games are going to be a little bit more consuming than the one day a week for soccer so i'm just looking for maybe some tips and techniques of things that i can do to help transition things i have recently for 2020 i took your um free little online course and i booked my calendar and opened my calendar up tuesdays and thursdays will be like my designated day because i know my boys are at school both of them um and then I'll just play with the days because I sign up for the hospital a month in advance, so I'm able to if nothing's booked already, I can go ahead and sign up for that day if it's open, or however that works, or I can block off days. So I did do that, and that's new. I always, always very um, apprehensive about doing that because of my lifestyle. I don't know what's going to happen the next day. I don't know if I have childcare. My husband, if he's he teaches for OSU. So if he's teaching out of state or out of town, he's gone for a week. I won't know for a month in advance. Well, I need to make sure I have child care. Oh, I have a session, you know, Tuesday, Thursday. Who's going to pick up my kid? I also work at the hospital. So just little tips and things where I can kind of make it a little bit more smooth and maybe be able to still increase my clients but decrease my workload in a way that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And so, and, and here's the thing, we're all going to, our schedules are going to look different and I'm just like you with the calendar training that I did. It is a technique that I just kind of, I, I would take a little bit here and there from other trainings and other industries. And then I eventually found a flow that worked for me. And then some people said, you know, through the calendar training, Yes, I can do it for the year. I can only do it for a quarter. I can only do it for a month. And that's great. The whole point is you want to look ahead. And so one of the things about photography and running a business is you have to have the faith that the clients are going to come. And you also have to have the faith that you're going to be able to get all the things in the background running smoothly. And here's the deal. I'm like you, I don't know who's going to watch my kids in April when I already have people booking for April. I don't know that, but I also know that I'm going to be able to find a way, especially now that they're getting older. Sometimes they tag along. So like if we're going to a venue um, that's like a huge field or has another place where they can play like, (laughs) you know, a little, I can still see them, but they're over there out of my, out of my way. Then they come and and not very often, but they do. And that's like when people are busy or out of town or had prior commitments. Right. So here's a benefit for you I would, because of where you live, and this is just because I just know this, there are very reliable people that even babysitters that you could hire. I I would put three on an on call schedule. That's what I would do. And you want to find people who don't have extracurricular activities, or they're not, um, you don't want to find somebody that's got a job where they never know their schedule. Again, like that's not going to be good. But if you can find three people who are like, heck yeah, call me anytime, high school kids, college kids, whatever. I promise if you ask, you'll find people and just simply put a post even on Facebook saying, hey, I'm looking for a couple of girls that I can have on call to just watch my kids if I ever need them to for a session like that's easy but it's
1: crazy. we have a, my kids are spoiled they're only watched you know by family which of course another thing I do live on a dairy farm so my in-laws are very busy every day yes they can take them out to the barn but sometimes my boys are really young so it's a little hard when you're having to do lots of work out there in moving cattle because a four and a two-year-old cannot be out there running around with cattle. You know? Yes. They'll <laughs> go and milk the cows. He's still little. He doesn't understand where not to put his hands or he's going to get stepped on. Um, but putting a couple babysitters on call rather than just relying on family is a lot better. We do have a couple babysitters, but of course, I tell them way in advance. I've never asked them to be on call or anything, so...
0: Yeah, and the and here's why you don't want to just find one person, you want to find a couple so that and typically you're going to know whether you need somebody the day before or two days before so they're still getting the it's not like they're a doctor and I need you right now, right? No, no. So um so that's my suggestion and then also for anybody just depending on what area I know I know our society it's crazy you can't trust anybody. I I understand that but also like you can find you can find a babysitter you can trust for two hours it's fine and so what I would do is instead of just asking people for reference I mean that's where you're going to start is asking for references on social Mm -hmm. media but before that or after that you're going to invite these people to come over watch them watch how they play with your kids like you will know we have that mama instinct and so if if they want the job that bad, they will come over to your house and meet you in person and see your kids. And you'll know right off the bat whether or not you can trust them. And we're talking about sweet girls. Like, you know what I mean? So
1: I did that in college. I should know this. I was yeah. a on-call babysitter. I should have totally, duh, um, for a family. That's what I did. And it was right. amazing.
0: Yeah. So I did that too for a while. And I mean... Those parents were awesome, and they paid me well, and it, and it was great. And so that's what I would suggest first off, just so that you don't have to feel like you have to rely on just your family. If you can, I think that's fantastic. I do that a lot. If it wasn't for my mother-in-law. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that the babysitter thing is a huge weight off your shoulders. I would start there, especially as we're going into the um, spring and summer you'll have way more availability for people. And then the second thing is um, going back to the calendar training and really for anybody is look back on what your goal was. For some of us, we have a goal because this is our full-time career. For others, we just have a goal because maybe we wanna pay off debt with it or maybe we're saving for our own wedding or whatever the case may be. Go back to that goal because here's what we do and we're all guilty of this if we had people coming to book sessions all the time, so if you had an unlimited amount of sessions and you never ran out of leads, they mm-hmm. always were booking you, you would probably say yes way more than you would say no. And that's what we're guilty of because we see it as <laughs> validation. Okay. So you need to decide I can only handle four sessions a month at this price, like maybe for just babies or maternity or whatever. Because you're also like, if we take it back for you specifically, if you are going to start having these long-term clients, engagement, Mm -hmm. wedding, baby, then they're going to technically bring you in. Like each client is going to be worth thousands of dollars. And so if you look at the overall cost of keeping one client, you don't need to be hustling for a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And so obviously here's the deal. Sure, we might have all the time in the world to take on 10 sessions a month, but you also don't factor in how long it's going to take you to edit. What about the night your computer decides to update and you just lost those two hours that you had planned to edit? Happens all the time, all the time. Here's what we typically do as photographers. We just take on too much and we just don't realize that one client can sometimes be four hours after the travel, the shooting the communicating and the editing and delivering, we just don't take that into account. So my, my question back to you is, what is your goal for this year?
1: My goal is to increase my sales, increase my client experience, and my clients, and I guess you would say specifically my ideal client. Okay. Rather than- the broad. I'm really wanting to shrink down to just those weddings and newborns. I love doing everything else. And I will still offer like my mini sessions and things like that, because those are just things I love to do. Um, I want to do them for my boys anyway, so might as well do it with everybody too. But I really want to kind of consume just my ideal to increase my business. Okay.
0: So for you, What is doable in a month's time is what you'll have to look at because if you're like, I can do one wedding a month and then maybe like five or six sessions, just let's just go with that, okay? That's that's a good amount, honestly. Yes, okay, cool. So let's go with that. Let's say that's what you're going to do. Once you book the five or six sessions, Mm -hmm. you're done, you have to cut yourself off, you're no longer like people are going, they come all the time, last minute people, or,
1: you uh,
0: know, they, they just do. And then you're faced with the decision. I, I really want to say yes to this because mm-hmm. of validation or inter excuse here or whatever.
1: Yes. Person. <laughs> I love to just, Oh yes. I'll, I'll make it or just, uh, I like to make everyone happy. I'm a pleaser. <laughs>
0: Right. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. And you have to be, I mean, you have to be, you have too much going on because you would ultimately either have to cut your nursing out and do photography full-time in order to feel like you're still getting that time with your family. But at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself, what's most important to me, money or time with my family, photography, like all the things you Mm -hmm. just have to find the um the the work life harmony that works for you.
1: Done well, you know, I've done everything to find out what exactly I want to do. And now I'm like, oh no, it's getting too much just because of what I do. And I mean I want to keep it going and keep it up. I would probably I'll never give up nursing, but I would keep it down. I'm only required like two shifts a month. So I would cut that down a little bit. But other than that, I do want to increase this to more of a full-time job.
0: I love it. So my advice to you, just looking back at both questions and the overall direction that you're headed is I would evaluate what you can handle realistically. And then for the clients that you want, I would show more of that, do whatever it takes to get that, right? And then once you have that, Market it, and you will have to make time for it. You will have to make social media a priority. Um, And it doesn't have to be all the time. Nobody says you need to log on, but you have five minutes a day, and I would use it to the best of your ability and showcase here's what I have to show. So, that is my best advice for you in the direction you're headed is just, you know, maybe just sitting down and journaling the direction you're going and then showing more of what you want to book and eventually saying no to those things that aren't a baby or an engaged couple or a wedding. Eventually you will get to that point. So it's just slowly cutting it out and having the faith that your ideal clients are going to come, that they're going to come. So
1: I hope that was helpful
0: for you. Was, of course.
1: It was wonderful.
0: (laughs) Good deal. Well, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show for a coaching session. We got real deep. We got real deep. And this is exactly what um, it looks like to book an hour with me. You ask your deepest questions, and I answer that. Like, it's that simple. And if you want more of a community of other people to hear what their answers are, too, then your next step would be the membership site. So... Yeah.
1: I'm working towards it. I'm just very frugal.
0: (laughs) Girl, I can't wait for the day that you join. There's going to be so many trainings up in that portal for you the day that you come in. I'm so excited.
1: Sure. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm so happy to hear that. Well, Lacey, where can people connect with you online when you do log in and get on social media?
1: (laughs) always on social media. I just I do respond to everything. Um of course it's Lacey Jane's Photography. and um, my website is laceyjanesphotography.com. Um all my information is all posted on both sites. You can reach out to me through email. You can reach out through um Facebook Messenger. Sometimes I'm a little bit slow on responding only because sometimes I get lost and I have found that lately with Instagram. But bear with me. I will find it and I will get back to you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is so much fun. If you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening and I'll meet you back here next week.